Health Matters in partnership with Asian Heart and Vascular Center, AHVC. Now, Health Matters with Daniel Martin. Welcome aboard to Health Matters, everybody. I'm Daniel Martin. Thank you so much for joining me. Dr. Wong, welcome to the studio. Thank you for joining me. Hi. Hi. Good evening, Daniel. The whole, the whole, what whole are we talking about that you're going to be talking about that day? What's going on? Uh, actually, uh, okay, a lot of people don't know they are born with a hole inside the heart. It's normal. Oh, no, no, those people don't know that they've got a hole in the heart. Yeah, oh. actually, it's in the normal population, we found that 20 to 30% of patients will have this kind of hole. Really? Called, yeah, patent foramen ovary. Okay. Yeah. And that's just 20%, in general, 20% of most populations will have it and it's just silent, no, no problems. Yeah, until one day, you have a stroke. Oh. And you probably had that stroke because of that hole in the heart? Yeah, because sometimes the cord can form in the leg and then you go through the uh, leg and then go to your heart and pass the hole and go to your brain, mm. cause a stroke. And you can't, like all the health checkups we went all our lives, when doctor listened to your heart with stethoscope, your annual health check, all that's not going to pick it up. No. Yeah, I feel very sorry about that. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, because actually you want to detect this kind of hole, uh, what we call PFO, actually you need to have a very specific procedure to do it. Yeah. What we do is, as a cardiologist, we'll inject some uh, water with bubble into your body, <gasps> through your hand. Okay. And then we'll see whether the bubble will cause the hole to another part of the heart. It's ah. like what you do uh, when you're checking your bicycle wheel, right? Whether you have leaking or not. Yes. Yeah, then you just immerse in the soap water. Yeah, and then you can see the bubble coming out. Same concept. About You're the same. looking for the hole. Yes. But again, you have to know what to look for. Yes, exactly. That's why uh, it's a very specialized procedure. Uh, not all the cardiologists or heart specialists can do it. Yeah, mm. Usually what we call the echocardiologist can do this kind of test. Right. And we also need to assess uh, how big is the size of the hole mm. so that we can decide whether you're suitable or fit to close the hole so that you can decrease the stroke next time. Okay. This is this hole is going to be there your whole life. If you're born, it's congenital. You're born with it. Yes. It's going to be this whole, there its whole life. It's not going to heal. It's not going to cover up on its own. No. And then especially when do when you do some maneuver, like uh, you do the squatting. Uh-huh. Yeah. If you have problem with your passing motion, yeah. you try to press very hard, then the hole will open wider. Really? Yeah. Because exertion associated? Yeah, because you exert, then you increase the pressure in the tummy. Yes. Then it will actually, uh, the pressure will transmit to the heart. Oh. And then it will open up the hole. You know, then um, I'm thinking about people in the gym, weightlifters, squats, that benching. That one, definitely. Definitely, yeah. right? I have a patient actually, uh, it's a very young girl. She was playing actually a lap ball. She told me uh, every time when she squat down and want to jump, then she will be fainted. Right. Yeah, this is this is the case, a very typical case of a PFO causing a minor stroke. It's it's that's considered a minor stroke. Now. Yes, because the the neurologist say actually we cannot find any other reason, but every time when she squat down, then we can see the bubble can cause the hole and then she will just faint it. Okay, so let's say some of my listeners right now have had something similar to that. They have that experience. Every time they squat up and they get up, it's not just dizzy, it's more than that. The fainting is happening, it's, the passing out is happening. What should they do? Actually, it's really back. I mean, that patient is really back out. She just lost her conscious for a few seconds. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, if like that, actually, I will advise you either go to see a cardiologist or see a neurologist to firstly to rule out other causes of the fainting. Yeah. yeah because sometimes uh, abnormal heart rhythm or abnormal response of your blood pressure can also cause the same thing. Mm. Yeah. So uh, actually, my patient, we have already excluded all other causes until we found out she had the hole. Right. And we tried to uh, replicate what happened 
Then we just ask her to squat and stand up. And true enough fainted. Yeah. <gasps> and then when we inject the bubble and then do the echocardiogram in the ultrasound scan of the heart, then we can see the bubble will cause the hole. Oh my gosh, this is so interesting, this topic. I want to know more, but I don't want to give it all away because Dr. Wong will be speaking about this at the Health Talk. Yes. So we'll leave all the other issues for the Health Talk itself. I do want to touch on another issue that I think is very interesting because a lot of us would not know the signs or symptoms. We would pass it off. We would think it's very non-specific. We just think it's normal. We're tired, that kind of thing, because it's fatigue, feeling tired, out of breath. And those could be signs of something known as aortic stenosis or AS. Can we talk a little bit about that? What is happening with AS? Uh, actually, AS we are talking about is more like what called degenerative disease. Mm. Means it's a wear and tear of your heart valve. I mean, like your door, right? If you use for 40, 60 years, they're sure you cannot open the door very easy. Correct. So the same thing, actually, uh, for aortic stenosis, the valve between the heart and the great artery, what you call aorta, this door, actually, when you use for too much, 60, 70 years, mm. it cannot open very very widely right. and causing what caused the nosis. The, the valve, the door cannot work anymore. Yes. Not so tight. Yes. So after a while, then when the narrowing becomes severe or what, what we call the stenosis becomes severe, then the patient will develop more symptoms like what you say, fatigue, breathless, chest pain. In the worst case, they can also have fainting attack and the heart will become weak over time. Mm, my gosh. And is this related to the whole heart thing that we were talking about earlier? Not really, right? Not the same thing. Totally yeah. different thing because it's affecting the valve yeah. that's going to the one side of the heart. Yeah, It's going out from the body, uh, from the heart to the body. Right. Yeah. Now, so what's the danger of aortic stenosis? The danger is actually, as you say, if only mild or moderate degree, actually the patient did not notice anything. Correct. However, if you go to see a doctor, if the doctors actually listen to your heart carefully, we can pick up what we call a heart murmur. Then that one is actually important because uh, we need to monitor. It's a progressive disease. It means it will actually progress over time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if we can catch the patient from the mild degree to moderate degree before they develop any complications, what, like what I say, fainting or weak heart. Actually, uh, after the surgery or actually after the what called TAVI, we will discuss later, the patient actually can recover and go back to a normal life. That is fascinating. So, yeah. okay, I want to clear that up. A lot of people think a murmur is associated with a hole in the heart. But no, uh, it can it's it can be both. Can it be? Okay, depends on what kind of heart, uh, uh, what what kind of hole you have. Actually, for the hole we are talking about is silent. You don't hear any murmur. Okay. Yeah, but for the hole, uh, between the two ventricles, the uh, the lower chamber of the heart, then you can hear a very loud murmur. Wow. Yeah. So so that's why actually uh we always tell our junior or uh general petitioner when you hear a murmur, actually better to refer a cardiologist to do a proper echocardiogram to see what is happening. Yeah, don't don't say that I have some murmur, then just forget it. This is not a uh, is it's a very dangerous. Yeah. You can miss something very dangerous or you can miss something you can treat earlier. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now you mentioned, okay, we've got a few minutes left. Let's talk about the treatment because Tavi, the procedure you mentioned, T-A-V-I, has really changed the game um, yeah. when it comes to the treatment of aortic stenosis. Tell us more about why that is. Okay, actually, uh, you had you had to know actually, uh, for the past fifty years, for the treatment of aortic stenosis is just open heart surgery. Yeah. Mean you will put under general anesthesia and then connect to a what called a heart lung machine. It's a bypass machine. The the most cool thing is actually your chest will be cut open, your bone will be also cracked open, yeah. and cut off the I mean cut open your heart and replace the heart valve. But for the TAFI, it's on the other way. This is actually different for high risk patient or 
elderly patient mm -hmm. because we know when they go for open heart surgery, they are very high risk. So we, when we develop this, actually the procedure is just done under sedation. Mm. You are sleeping only, not general anesthesia, no need to connect to any machine. Then uh, we put a tube from your groin, usually you have free tube yeah, from your groin, all the way go up to the heart. Mm. Then we just use the catheter, it means something like a tube, mm. yeah, to implant the valve directly. And most of the patient actually- uh, You're not are, replacing the whole valve. Is, so that's why the TAFI, the whole name is called trans catheter trans aortic valve implantation. Right. We implant within your own wife. Oh. Yeah. So no need to crack open, no need to gain full access, no need to do the valve replacement the same way. We go in through the valve and implant the valve right there. Yes, exactly. Wow. And then what? immediately, that solves the problem, doesn't it? Yes. And usually the recovery time is very short. Most of the patients stay in the hospital three to five days can go home. Compared to uh, open heart surgery, you may need to stay in the hospital at least one week, sometimes maybe two or three weeks. This is fantastic because the downside, I mean, the, the recovery time is shortened. The um, older patients can benefit from this procedure as well. You're not going to be excluded because you can't go for open heart surgery. Is this the standard right now? Is this for some patients, high-risk patients only? Okay, uh, honestly, in the guideline uh, from American and European, uh, there's a two group of patients you can choose for TAVI. Mm. One is your high-risk for open heart surgery. This is definite. Mm. The other one is actually uh, the age. The, the, the the funny thing is actually for American, the age cutoff is lower. Okay. If you're more than 65, you can consider between TAFI and open heart surgery. Okay. For European, they think you should be older. 75 <laughs> is the cutoff. <laughs> okay, that's the population study, the data that's influencing yeah. it. But the point is, like, I mean, are we seeing a lot of these procedures done for AS in Singapore right now? Uh, actually, our... Not really. Like, actually, Getting more uh, common? I think the training is important. The specialized training is important. Uh. For our center, actually, if you calculate about uh, 5 to 10 cases per year. Right. Yeah. If a whole Singapore, I think it's still less than 50 per year. Wow. Yeah. Okay. But again, this is not a very common condition, right? Mm, not really. <laughs> mm. But, so, but yeah. the good news is we have a very powerful treatment that can work. Yes. But we just have to be able to identify it. Yeah. Can we pick up AS early? As I say, uh, the important is actually go and do a proper health checkup. Ask the doctor to listen your heart properly. Then uh, if they pick up the murmur, then we can do an echocardiogram mm. earlier. Then we can detect it. Yeah. So if you wait until you develop the symptoms, sometime maybe too late. Yeah. That's the truth of the matter. That's, what this, that's why I've hosted this show for 16 years. We don't want to wait until the symptoms show up where it's too late as well. Dr. Wong, I can't wait to hear more about Hole in the Heart as well at the event itself, on the day itself. Thank you for coming in the studio today. Thank you, Daniel. He gave us a sneak peek at what to expect in terms of one aspect of your cardiac health. Dr. Cliff Wong there is a cardiologist and echocardiologist at the Asian Heart and Vascular Centre. He'll be speaking on the day itself on the topic Silent Hole Lethal Floor. Some of the other topics being covered include my heart is not working properly. Solutions in a nutshell from cardiologist Dr. Chan Wan Xian. Dr. Go Ping Ping will be talking about what every woman needs to know about heart disease. Dr. Jeremy Chow, as well as Dr. Pipin Kojo Jojo, will be speaking on keeping the heart beating, the evolution of the cardiac pacemaker. Hear about vascular surgery from Dr. Andrew Chung. Dr. Pipin Kojo Jojo also speaking on pulmonary embolisms. And Dr. Tan Chong Hyok speaking about heart stent procedures. All that and more happening at Heart to Heart Talk taking place Saturday 11th November from 1 to 4.30pm at Suntech City Convention and Exhibition Centre. It's from 1 to 4.30pm, as I mentioned, I'll be hosting. You can register right now. See you there. Just search for the Event Nook online website. Just search for Heart to Heart Talk 2023 right now. I'm Daniel Martin for Health Matters.
Health Matters in partnership with Asian Heart and Vascular Center, AHVC. Before making any decisions based on the information in our program, please consult a medical professional.